That's the show with Danny. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to me. It's another beautiful That's the Show with Danny Day. It is Monday, December 12th, 2016. 12 12 16. It's got to be something of significance there with those numbers. And this is another edition of That's the Show with Danny. Words I've already said because I'm stalling. Because I really don't even know how to begin this episode. Um,. I'm kind of doing this. I'm kind of not supposed to be doing this, but I figured that my fans were worth it. So here's what happened. Um, the good folks at Disney and Lucasfilm are apparently such a fan of me and my show and the clarity with which I give recommendations on my show that they very kindly invited me to the Rogue One premiere press screening. Very exciting. This thing was so glitzy. So glamorous. I mean, I, I left my sunglasses at home because it was at e- it was taking place in the evening and I didn't think I would need my sunglasses. I was almost blinded by all the high wattage star power there. I mean, there was Entertainment Weekly's Anthony Bresnikin was there. Uh, the New York Times' A.O. Scott. I mean, two off the bat, Lisa Schwartzbaum was there, former Entertainment Weekly movie reviewer. This thing was packed to the gills with stars. And let me tell you, even though the review embargo isn't officially lifted yet by Disney, look, I'm a man of the people. And I think that my Danny boys and my Danny girls and my Danny all genders and my Buccaneers, you know, I've, they deserve a little taste, a little, a little early Christmas present, a little taste of Rogue One from Danny. So what I'm going to do because I care so much about my fans and how they enjoy and process artwork, is I'm going to be giving my full spoiler-heavy review breakdown of the new Star Wars movie, Rogue One, which opens Friday. uh, We're in December. December 16th. And they wanted me to be sure to say that in my review, which they want to come later, lest we forget, but I'm such a rebel bad boy, like the Rogue One Rebels, that I'm giving it a little early. So... I have a few notes that I just want to rattle off about Rogue One. This is going to be a quick episode because I don't know how long we have before Disney catches wind of this and storms the studio to shut me down. So I'm just going to get through these and we're going to have a good time and I'm going to tell you how great Rogue One is. Look, spoiler alert right off the bat, this movie is a 10 out of 10. I mean, my gosh, Star Wars has done it again. You'd think that after seven perfect movies, and I mean every single Star Wars movie, I think, is about as perfect as it gets from episode one all the way up to episode seven. They're all perfect. And Rogue One is no exception. Rogue, easily the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Easily without question. 100%. There's no, I've I've seen the Godfather part one. This blows out of water. I've seen the Godfather part three. Godfather part three gave it a good fight, but in the end, Rogue One won two. (laughs) Rogue One beat out the godfather three also is an easier way i could have said that and yeah actually rogue one one two that sounds like a cool droid name for the sequel to rogue one maybe so if you are listening to disney you know feel free to take that idea and pay me for it and credit it me with it because i think that's a great idea rogue one one two okay look so first off as many of my fellow super reviewers have noted in their first impressions tweets which don't count as official reviews uh, a lot of the footage in Rogue One, the trailers, did not make the actual final cut of the movie. Uh, for instance, you wouldn't know it just by watching the trailers, but Jar Jar Binks is all over this fucking thing. I mean, I was honestly shocked at how much Jar Jar there was in this movie. And what shocked me even more is that he's so great. 
Rogue One is like the perfect natural fit for Jar Jar Binks. They finally found it. Look, I'm one of a few people who enjoyed Jar Jar Binks in episode one of The Phantom Menace. And I get that I'm one of the very few people who did. And I think it's just because that movie wasn't right for Jar Jar. You know? Jar Jar is a character who needs room to breathe. He needs space to grow. And he needs all the other characters in the movie to implicitly be like, look, this is Jar Jar's thing. I'm going to back off for a second. I'm going to take the spotlight off of me. And I'm just going to let Jar Jar do his thing for a little while. And The Phantom Menace wasn't that movie. It just wasn't. It's filled. It's got Natalie Portman. It's got the guy. It's got Liam Neeson. It's got uh, Ewan McGregor. It's got full of stars, this thing, Phantom Menace. And it's clear watching it now that they just wouldn't step out of the way for Jar Jar. But what's so great about Rogue One is that it's basically filled with unknowns. No one knows these fucking people in Rogue One. They're all a bunch of young, hungry, go-getter Hollywood types who are keen to say, look, I get it. I'm part of a team. I'm very honored to be part of Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, I'll let Jar Jar take the spotlight. And let me tell you, he shines. Jar Jar is so good in this movie. Jar Jar saves the day multiple times. He starts off as kind of an outlier with the crew. He's like, you know, the goofy guy when everyone's all serious about the Death Star plans. But eventually he wins everyone over. He, 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 I just, I can't begin. Look, and again, as I said earlier, I'm one of the biggest Jar Jar Binks fans you'll find around. And even I was surprised at how much of an absolute badass they made this guy. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. So Jar Jar Binks... Very unexpected surprise, very surprisingly huge part of a movie, and I gotta say, Rogue One's all the better for it. Also, and this was also widely noted by my fellow reviewers and their tweets and posts about the movie, which again aren't reviews for, you know, some some loophole there or something, but uh, Rogue One is the first Star Wars film not to open with the trademark Star Wars story crawl. You know that boring thing you have to read at the beginning of each movie where it like, you know, it's in space and it's words? That's gone. They cut that shit. They were like, look, it's 2016. Everyone, we're in a post-reading society and we need to make a movie for the post-reading citizens of that society. So what did they do? They cut the crawl. The crawl is gone. If you were only in this for the crawl, I got to say, don't see this movie. The crawl is not in the movie. Instead, what they replaced it with, which, look, to be honest, in the theater, it's got a mixed response at first, but everyone was won over by the end. What they replaced it with uh, was a home video of George Lucas explaining how Han actually always shot first. And yeah, there were definitely grumbles, there were mumbles, there were, well, what is this bullshit when it started airing? Because it is out of place in the movie. It start, you know, of course, Rogue One starts with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And then instead of the crawl, or instead of even skipping to the story, it cuts to a very awkward home video of frankly an inebriated i'll say it disney wouldn't but they said they called him excited but i'll say it inebriated george lucas explaining that everyone was wrong about han solo uh shooting first in the movies and that was look it was a tough pill for a lot of people to swallow in the theater but you could hear people swallowing it and you could hear because this is like a 10 minute it's a it look it was a gamble to start this movie with a 10 minute home video of george lucas explaining everything about the star wars movies and how han shot first and stuff or didn't shoot first that's what they're so mad about and that makes more sense now yes the video was about how han did not shoot first uh but look everyone was won over by the end i'm telling you this movie is full of charm uh and don't be thrown by the home video of george lucas explaining how han didn't shoot first at the beginning of rogue one because i promise you you'll get used to it 
the water gets nice and warm from there and you'll be like wow i'm kind of glad i watched that it really put me in the mood to watch this movie and moving on let's see um hmm what else we got here's a here's kind of a sticking point for me and this was kind of a big sticking point and i i was i could tell i was not alone uh i was not alone in terms of this irking me and rubbing me wrong i could tell a lot of my fellow super reviewers member of the pr- members of the press and the screening they were kind of miffed at this too and look i'm just gonna say it no bb8 BB-8 is nowhere to be seen in this movie, which to me felt like a wasted opportunity. Because you look at, look, BB-8, breakout star of Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens from 2015. Old news, goddess news, whatever, fine. It's all about Rogue One now. But you'd think that Disney would understand when they have, you know, a, a hit character on their hands and put the character in the sequel. But BB-8, I mean, the BB-8 toys, they were $150 last year. Guess how much they are this year? $150 still. That is proof that BB-8 is a hit. Uh, but Disney uh, Disney didn't feel the same way. Disney didn't see it in their best interest to keep BB-8 in the movie. So BB-8 is not in the movie. Sorry to spoil that for you. But again, that's what this whole episode is. It's just a bunch of spoilers. So no BB-8. You know, it was tough, but you get used to it. His presence is, or her, the I think it's a, I think BB-8 is a boy. Uh, his presence is certainly missed but there are plenty of new rogues and scoundrels and scamps to take his place. So BB-8, we miss you. We hope, it, we hope you come back for the next one. Maybe it was like a contract dispute with BB-8. That would make a lot of sense. If I was BB-8, and God damn it, I wish I was, I would be uh, charging a lot more for any of my future appearances. Because it's clear I'm a hot commodity. I mean, look, I, look I'm about as self-deprecating as they come. I'm a big stupid who is dumb and hated by everyone. But even I have the foresight to know... That when I'm a hot commodity, I got to get me more money. Um, and that's actually a quote from BB-8 translated. It's a little, uh, it's a little thing I picked up on the Star Wars Reddit. They do all, they do all the droid translating. But uh, got to get more money on BB-8. And that was a cool. Hey, here's this. This was cool. And this took the sting from BB-8 being not in the movie right away. We finally find out who Luke's dad is. I know. I can hear you cheering along with me. The theater went bonkers when this happened because it's the it's the biggest secret in all of Star Wars history. Who's Luke's dad? How did Luke become the person he is? Who raised him? And it's something that they tease and poke and prod and maybe we're going to get to it in all the movies, but they always, of course, end on a cliffhanger, which is... We don't know who Luke's dad is yet. But let me tell you, Rogue One breaks the mold. Rogue One says, no, we can come up with our own new cliffhangers. We can come up with our own new plot points. We're going to do it. We're going to spill the beans. Luke's dad, get this. And again, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear, Luke's dad turns out it's Darth Vader. Holy shit. It's like... I mean, everyone in the theater was doing that. And it was actually hard because there's like, there's dialogue after that, but you couldn't hear it for, you you couldn't hear shit over the sounds of hundreds of people going, because their minds were being blown. And if you think that was annoying right now, it probably went on for a good like 40, 45 seconds. Um, So yeah, that was really cool. We finally learned who Luke's dad is and it's Darth Vader and how are they... Because they're enemies, and now they got to get along, and aren't the family dinners going to be awkward? 
I love it. Star Wars is finally digging deep into its character. And I thought that characters, not just one, multiple characters, this thing digs deep into. And I thought that was a shining example of Star Wars taking a risk, going somewhere new, saying, fuck the old Star Wars. We're the new Star Wars. Darth Vader is Luke's dad now. So I thought that was very cool. We also find out what the significance of Rogue One means halfway through the movie. Uh, as it turns out, Felicity Jones, main character in the movie. You've probably seen her in all the trailers and the posters. She's the woman. She, as it turns out, has a very adorable speech impediment, and that's how she pronounces Raygun, is Rogue One. So she says, she's, she'll, uh, plenty of scenes where, you know, it's a big fight scene, and she'll be like, quick, someone shoot him with your Rogue One. And it take every character, like, stops, for, you can see him on the screen, be like, what did she say? And it's like, oh, Raygun, shoot him with your Raygun. Of course. So they shoot him with the ray guns. There's a lot of ray guns in this movie. And that's why the movie's called Rogue One. It's kind of an homage to Felicity Jones's character, whose name is Jin Erso. Not spelled like the drink, but close. I'm not going to spoil that for you, but it's close to being spelled like the drink. It's got one letter in common. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's a little... It, it's a... Pew, pew, pew. And that was another spoiler. There's a lot of those sounds in the movie. Lots of engines revving, lots of blasters blasting, uh, and lots of people saying Rogue One like Raygun to make Felicity Jones's character feel less like she has a speech impediment that separates her from the rest of society who might look at her weird because she says things differently. It's not her fault. She can't control that. That's just the way she was born. That's the way that her mouth muscles learn how to say the words, and that's how she says them. So why are we being so mean to Felicity Jones's character just because she pronounces Ray Gun like Rogue One? And that's one of the... Excuse me. I think I feel my midi-chlorians coming up. Uh, and that's one of the main lessons in the movie is just because someone sounds different or talks different doesn't mean we have to hate them automatically. And it's good to love and it's good to we're all one together. And that's also why it's called Rogue One because we're all Rogue One. So that was really cool. Um, let's see what else we got here. Ooh, there, there's a great scene. There's such a funny scene. It comes towards the end. <clears throat> Very slapstick heavy. A lot of... You know, you look at these trailers for this thing and it's got, it's, it's very gritty, very war heavy looking film. Looks like a lot of people are going to die and a whole lot more are going to be near people while they die. And it looks like, is that really a movie I want to see, especially now when it's so dark in the world? And do I want to see such a sad movie? As it turns out, it's not that sad. Full of slapstick, this movie. Full of it. To, almost to the point, and I just mean almost because it doesn't go over the point, but almost to the point where it's too much slapstick for Rogue One. But they find the line, you guys. They find the line. It's so good. There's so much slapstick, but it all fits. And here's there's, there's this really cool scene in the end. One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And I, a lot of people in the audience loved it, too. There was a, It got two standing O's. It got a standing O. Got the initial standing O from people who were like, right away, well, I recognize that's a great scene. I'm going to stand up. And it also got the standing O from the, let's call them Russian judges in the theater, who waited a minute and evaluated, does this scene deserve a standing O? Guess what? It did. And by the time the scene ended, the whole theater was standing on their feet clapping. And there was still like another 20 minutes to go in the movie. So it was great. And what the scene was is they've got to steal the Death Star plans. That's what the whole movie's about. The whole movie is how did how did Princess Leia get the Death Star that she put in R2-D2 in the beginning of the movie from the 70s? Well, we're going to find out how. And as it turns out, how they do it is... They get the robot character in this movie, played by Alan Tudyk from Firefly. They get him to dress up as a sexy Darth Vader named Martha Vader. And they send him out to distract Darth Vader and do the flirting and do the woo hoo and all that. There's a lot of woo hoo 
And while Darth Vader is distracted by Martha Vader, and there was a very knowing chuckle in the crowd while this was happening, because we all know what's going on, but Darth Vader doesn't. And it was kind of fun to feel like we had one up on Darth Vader. Like, finally, this guy who is seems to be two steps ahead of everyone's move. Finally, we have the jump on him, and we know that's not really a sexy Darth Vader he's flirting with named Martha. It's a male-identifying robot. But anyway, while Darth Vader and Martha Vader are flirting, the other rebels steal the plans from Darth Vader's bunk. And it's really, really funny. It's a, it's a perfect balance of humor. That's one. I'm going to hold my hand up so people can see, even though most of them are probably listening to this, because why would you watch this? It's just a camera trained on me. Excuse me. So it's a perfect blend of humor, comedy, laughs, and good vibes. It's a perfect storm Oh, geez, I think I might have been poisoned by Disney. They might. Oh, no, that's what happened. Okay, so this is making a lot of sense now, but I'm so burpy and gassy and nervous. Um, at the beginning of the screening, Disney, you know, they had to sign our, not, our NDAs or non-disclosure agreements for those of you not in the know who wouldn't be invited to a super secret press screening of Rogue One. They make us sign these NDAs and then they pass out drinks to everyone in the audience. And I'm just sitting in my seat thinking like, oh, cool. You know, I thought this night was going to be a win just because I got to see a new Star Wars movie early and for free, but now I get a drink out of it. Well, this night is one of the best nights of my life without uh, any hyperbole or exaggeration. And they hand out the drinks and they say, you have to drink the drinks to enjoy the Star Wars movie. It's a, If you don't drink the drinks, you're not going to like it. So, but, you know, we're no dummies in the theater. Everyone in the theater drinks their drink. And after Disney has made sure everyone drank their drink, drink their drink, excuse me, um, <clears throat> The there was an announcement that said if you spoil this movie, there's poison in the drink that act. Oh God, excuse me. There's there's a poison in the drink that will activate when it when when it notices you spoiling the movie early. Oh, I can feel it, and it will it will kill you. It'll start in your stomach. You'll feel very gat. They oh. Man, I forgot all about the drink. They even said you'll feel really gassy. You might even be on mic and you'll get really embarrassed because it's like, why now does my stomach choose to be gassy? Well, it's not just going to be normal gas. It's going to be the poison activating and coursing throughout your system. So I guess I have about, uh, they said probably 10 minutes from when you feel the initial burp. So I don't have much time to finish this. So I have made it my life's work to, God, I think I'm really going to die here. I think... Mm. I really might die, but I don't care. I have to tell you about this movie because you have to see it because it's important. And I'm worried that not enough people will see Star Wars Rogue One, a Star Wars story, if I don't tell them how good it is in every plot point. So what else we got here? Yeah, I... Uh, this is going to be really hard for me, but you should really think... Uh, you should really... Um, you should really appreciate my journalism skills and my commitment to bringing the information to the people because... You know, I could be getting help for myself right now. I could turn the episode off and I could say, that's been the show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Happy holidays. But instead, I'm com uh, I'm committed to seeing this through to the very end, just like the Rebels and Rogue One. So let's see. Yes, I alluded to it earlier, but there's a really cool scene that I don't want you guys to miss where the bad guys are all like, and the good guys are all like, of measures and the bad guys are like da, 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 da. and the good guys are like kapow 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 <laughs> 
not at the end. The sound is not in the movie. That was that that was I think the second stage of the poison beginning, and now I'm feeling it down to my thighs, which can't be any good. But <clears throat> yeah, I thought that scene in Rogue One where the good guys and the bad guys are making the stressful sounds was important enough to tell you about before I slip off as mortal coil. And finally, just a couple more notes. Big Disney is trying to shut me down. I can literally feel them shutting my body down. But God damn it, I'm going to get these out before I go. Uh, Han Solo dies. There, I said it. Sorry, big spoiler alert, but Han Solo dies in this movie. That part really fucked me up for a while. Not as much as the poison now coursing through me is fucking up. But that part really got me kind of thinking about mortality, which is <laughs> which I'm really thinking about now. I'm really thinking about mortality. But especially in the theater when I saw Han Solo die, and spoiler alert again, Han Solo does die in Star Wars Rogue One. It, it really got me thinking about who am I and what is my life worth? And if someone is cool and is badass and I thought invincible as Han Solo can die, what does that lead for me? Does that mean I'm going to die? I mean, I did, luckily I didn't have to sit with that question for long in the theater because the answer is yes, I am going to die. And I think it's going to be in about five minutes, but... Regardless, we have to push on as much as the poison hurts, and it now literally hurts to talk. I'm literally in pain with every sentence I say, but that's how committed I am to my Danny boys and my Danny girls and my Danny all genders and my buccaneers. And I also want just a quick sidebar in that sentence. Every time I only say Danny boys, I don't mean to be exclusive to people because, of course, this show's model is all inclusive, feels exclusive. When I say Danny boys, that's just shorthand for Danny boys, Danny girls, Danny all genders, and buccaneers. But I just want all of my listeners who are... God, I'm really feeling it. I just want all of my listeners who aren't men to know that I care about them or I cared about them because by the time you hear this, I'm definitely going to be dead. I mean, I, I'm I'm honestly leaving a, a, a nasty surprise for Keith and Hamda when they come in the studio tomorrow. I imagine I'll be pretty smelly. My corpse will be very uh, close to the stages of beginning decomposition by then. But anyway, look, Danny boys... You're all my Danny boys. Okay, so I just, before I went, that was something that was eating at me for a while. I really, eating at me like the poison is eating at my, I think it's at my colon at this point. It's really, it's, it, it heard me say colon. I could feel it tighten when I said colon. This is very, Disney has all, look, Disney's tech. It's top of the line, I gotta say. So, um, yeah, Han Solo dies. That really fucked me up, Danny boys. That was a tough thing. But luckily, hang on, let me just... Let me just catch my breath for a second. Let me. Ah, uh, I mean, it's taking literally every ounce of strength I have in my body not to just flop over and expire right now. It's uh, the poison is like listening to me do this, and the po- I can feel the poison go faster every time it could sense that I'm close to giving up on the show, but you'll never win, Poison. You'll never win. I will finish this show if it's the last thing I do, and it obviously will be. Um, so real quick, I just wanted to say this about Star Wars. It's my last thing to say about Star Wars. It's the last big major plot point. Um, there's this super hilarious little green dude named Yoda who talks like all fuck. It's so He talks all fucked up. It's so funny. The, the theater was... try that again the theater was ah, god it burns the theater was howling they were howling why doesn't disney uh, why don't they want me to say this i'm saying good things about their movie 
The theater was howling with laughter. They were having a really good time. This little fucked up. It's so funny. Uh, funny shit it was. And that's and if 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 you heard if you heard me say that sentence and be like, why did he say that all weird? You'll get it after you see this movie and you see Yoda. He's so. I don't even know how to explain Yoda to you. Oh my god, it really hurts. It really hurts. <sighs> okay. So that's my Rogue One review. Is it's uh, we find out Jar Jar Binks, one of the principal characters, and he's so great. Uh, Darth Vader is Luke's dad. We find out BB-8's not in it, which was a big fucking shitty realization for me. But not as shitty as the as the realization I had a couple minutes ago that I'm gonna die in this studio, which is second only to dying underground on the subway on my list of places I don't want to die. So that was a sad realization when BBA wasn't in it, but luckily there was a lot of Ewoks in the movie. Forgot to mention that earlier. There's a bunch of Ewok, Ewoks all over this thing. They're crawling over. It's if you look in the background, there's always a there's always an Ewok Easter egg, uh, not too far out of focus. So that's really it. Holds up well for repeated viewings. I've been told. Um, I'm not gonna find out because, unfortunately. <sighs> Oh, I'm really wishing I hadn't talked about any of this, but that's fine. Um, yeah, lots of Ewoks in it. That's super great. Rogue One is just how the main character pronounces Raygun. Um, uh, the sexy Darth Vader scene featuring Martha Vader. That was really cool. All the sounds they made. Han Solo dies. And of course, Yoda. And that's basically my... Okay, now I can get through this. I'm, I'm, I know it's hard to listen to. This, this isn't the way that I planned on this show happening. I thought it would just be, you know, like a cool rebellious thing for me to do in line with the spirit of Rogue One about the rebels stealing the plans. I thought I would steal Disney's plans to not have reviews of this movie come out yet. But as always, Disney won. I really shouldn't have drank the poison in the theater. So that's my Rogue One review. Everyone, please watch it and please uh, tell my family how it is when you come to the funeral because I doubt they'll have time to watch it with all the planning and stuff. So I'm sorry to my family who won't get to it. It's, it's all over. It's up. It's like in a court. It's like the poison in my body. It's like an accordion, vertical accordion. That's just going. It's not pleasant, but I, again, and I hate to harp on this, but really consider what a professional broadcaster I am for continuing to soldier on despite, frankly, the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. And I would say even maybe it's an 8 out of 10, the pain I'm feeling. It's very bad. So that's the Rogue One review. Star- Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Check it out. I give it 10 out of 10. Uh, could have been a little more Jar Jar Binks for me, but that's, you know, that's fine. Ugh. Oh, you guys do not want to be feeling what I'm feeling. Holy shit. It's it's not something I'm used to feeling because I've never been poisoned before. And there are times when I would wonder, like, have I actually been poisoned before? And I just didn't realize it. And my immune system is so, 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 so strong that I was able to defeat it without even realizing I've been poisoned. And now I know for sure that that answer is no, I've never been poisoned because... It, I've never felt anything like this. This is this is very clear. I mean, let me. Oh my god! I just look down at my stomach, and it's like, it's it, it's it, it's like the poison wrote "help me" on the inside of my stomach, so that it would show up on the outside. And it's like now even the poison wants out. That's how bad this is in my body. Is that 
even the poison wants to be out. But God damn it, I just have one more thing to do, and then this is my final transmission. I just want to say real quick, I have finally an end to the saga of the new website and the business cards. I want to thank Todd at Todd PM. He's the mystery man who got me the website and the cards and it's and the and the notepad with a picture of me on it. And Todd, I just want to thank you so much. It was so kind of you. And I'm sorry, but your tribute, Todd, has to be marred by the sounds of me literally being eaten alive by a foreign object inside my body. But God damn it, this is what you're going to get, Todd. So thank you, Todd. He's the one who did the nice things for me. It was a real big mystery for a little bit, and I do feel bad a little a little bit for how I presented the mystery because it 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 did uh he had a plan for how it would be revealed to me, and I went a little bit sideways with that 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 plan just by how I discovered everything. So just want to say thank you, Todd. Really, it was so kind. I'm so sorry that unfortunately you did buy a, an at least eight hundred dollar URL of a man who will be dead. In the next, I'm going to say two minutes. It really, I mean, if it felt bad. <laughs> okay, good. Get it together, Danny. Get it together, Danny. If it, if this sound, if it, oh, I mean, if this felt bad 10 minutes ago, and believe me, it did, it feels a oh, hundred times worse now. So I can tell we're in the final couple minutes of my life. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Todd. That was one of the nicest things anyone's done for me. And I'm, I'm sorry that you wasted all that money on what is now essentially a corpse's website. But maybe my family will get some royalty money from the iTunes link that the website URL goes to now. Please buy my album, by the way. Help fund my funeral. It's uh, dannyhash.com is where you can get it. It's all, it's on iTunes. It's also, it's, all, it's also in the the Keith and the Girl store. Go to keithandthegirl.com slash store to get it and it's not spelled it's only spelled with one o it's not spelled like with a bunch of o's like i made it sound it's just the way i talk now so i i mean i i honest i almost don't want to end the show because i know that the poison will know that once i'm done with the show then it will be ready to administer the final blow but i feel like if i can just ward the poison off for a few more minutes and keep rambling incoherently on the show i might survive to see another day but oh it's too hard it's too hard this is the hardest thing i've ever done that's what she said and i'm glad i could go out on that one at least i love you rosa That's the show with Danny.